0: Welcome to the Foolish Adventure Show, where guru hype is banned, lifetime value of a customer is king, and the internet business has replaced the J-O-B as the path to financial success and personal freedom. Now, here's straight talk about making a living online with your host, Tim Conley.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Foolish Adventure Show. I'm your host, Tim Conley, and I've got my guest co-host, Ewan Woods, (laughs) who's been on the show a couple of times, and I've got him on here. We're going to sit down and talk about some interesting profit center kind of stuff that you can find in your business. So, what's up, Ewan? Hey, Tim. What's up? How are you? Oh, man. I, I am doing pretty good. I am back from the Philippines. Nice. And still trying to get over being back from the Philippines.
0: (laughs) How's that working out for you? Any good? (laughs) Oh, I
1: don't know. Uh, Still still trying to switch to American time. Uh, Ah. I've I've been just kind of lazy the last couple of days that I've been back. Just kind of lounging around. Yeah. But you kind
0: of... You kind of have that lazy atmosphere with you wherever you go. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not really surprised, but go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That is that is kind of true. So, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. So I, I've been trying to adjust a little bit of jet lag, I guess, and yeah. and trying to get back into the swing of things. Trying to get some work done. So it's like, hey, we should sit down and do a podcast together. Let's let's record some interesting stuff, and that yeah. way I can get back into it. So I want to kick this thing off. I've been, I've been messing with my RSS feed, uh-huh. okay? So for anyone out there, they, they may have already heard me talk about RSS feeds and how I hate them. Well, <laughs> uh, I hate them even more now. <laughs> I've been trying to fix the RSS feed that goes into iTunes. Uh, so my iTunes artwork has, it, it shows up, it disappears, it shows up, it disappears. I have no idea why. Uh, ever since ever since Izzy and I uh, split apart and he was no longer a co-host, we've had our description of the show still says Izzy and Tim on there. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it has for a year. I've never been able to get it to change. I've followed all the instructions about how to get it to a change and it's never changed. The RSS feed that I send out actually has the correct data inside of it. Yeah. But iTunes does not accept that data. I I have no idea why. I think it may have been because Izzy created the uh, the Foolish Adventure show account, the, the podcast originally under his iTunes account. Yeah. okay so I'm, I'm yeah. thinking that that's why it's not updating but maybe any anyone out there who is an RSS expert who can fix podcast feeds should uh, send me an email at Tim at foolishadventurecom and let me know how to fix it or if you can fix it which is even better so I don't have to touch it and I can <laughs> stay lazy uh, get get a hold of me and tell me you are a brilliant person and can fix this thing for me and get my artwork and my description up on iTunes the way it's supposed to be.
0: See, I'll say this, though. I'll pay someone to put your mugshot as the artwork. How's
1: that? Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. We don't want to scare people off. <laughs> right. They're like, Who, who's that hippie? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so, we, we, don't, we don't want that. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, my friend Dan Andrews of the Lifestyle Business Podcast, his uh, designer Tammy, she created a cool new piece of artwork for mm. the Foolish Adventure badge for iTunes. So, I, cool. I really want that up there because it's pretty cool. So I want it up, but I can't get it to show up. So I don't know what's going on. So anyone listening that is an RSS genius, please contact me. uh, Or if you know someone, have that person contact me because I I need someone to fix this for me. So with that, having been on iTunes, I was like, you know, I've never actually gave a shout out to anyone who's given an iTunes review. And so I want to remedy that right now. So let's do it. Yeah. So I've got... Ty Whitman here, a great show anyone can learn from. Uh, Five stars. Uh, Thank you for the five stars. So here's what he said. I love this show. The conversations always inspire me and open up lines of thought. It's that perfect blend of business how-to, business philosophy, and business ethics sprinkled with some get-off-your-tush-and-go-do-it. It truly is unique among business and marketing podcasts in a genre full of shows which often contain nothing more than padding around a sales pitch. Foolish Adventure is clearly one of the good ones and a must subscribe. Thanks, Tim, for a great show and for producing content that makes podcast the podcasting world in general a better place. Awesome, love that wow. one. Yeah, wow. yeah, that, that's, that's a
0: going dude. That's a really good one too. Yeah. It's not just one sentence. It's like. Uh... Paragraphs of text which yeah. is awesome dude that's a good
1: uh, one uh, here, here's one that I like this one is from Jed Show J, uh, J-E-D maybe it's J-E-D Show I don't know Jed Show I like Jed better I, I can't get enough of this podcast another five star review I have mm-hmm. learned so much from these shows keep a pen and notebook close when listening Nice. Yeah, because I, I like it when people uh, do uh, take notes so they can go actually go out and take action immediately because this whole business thing, it's great to listen to a podcast, learn some things. But if you don't actually put it into action, mm-hmm. then it doesn't do you any good. It, oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't change your life. It, it may just entertain you a little bit. Hopefully you're entertained a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, I ever,
0: did I ever tell you, Tim, about my notebook, My Foolish uh, Adventure Notes? I have a notebook uh, with notes from, I think, almost, well, most shows at this point, I believe.
1: Okay, okay, um, before you tell me, how yeah. stalkerish is it? Like, <laughs> it's it, very stalkerish. Okay, so then, then hey, maybe get, I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> Tim, something else. Guess where I am? I'm in Vermont. Don't you usually come to Vermont during the
1: summer? <laughs> <laughs> You're just, just waiting in Vermont for me to come up.
0: <laughs> I have binoculars ready in my car, dude. I'm keeping tabs.
1: <laughs> okay, so so what's in this notebook?
0: All right. See, I have like. Um, I have a few pages dedicated to each uh, episode, and uh, I, when I first started listening to you guys, I think I got in at like episode sixty or something like that, seventy maybe. Um, so I went back and I listened to all of them, uh, spent a few uh, you know, a few episodes a week just catching up on stuff, and I started just making notes because a lot of a lot of stuff you talk about is stuff you can implement, <laughs> which is good. Uh, and so I started making notes of stuff like, you know, you I won, one podcast, early podcast, you talk about having three different types of products. One you give away for free, one you have as an email sign-up thing, and then one you sell. Uh, so just nuggets like that that I just started writing down. And then I've started u- implementing and using a lot of them for, you know, my clients, for the work I do, uh, and just uh, seeing, and also seeing a lot of these stuff elsewhere online. then I go,ing oh, wait a minute, I've seen, I've heard about this before when I the other companies or other people do stuff you guys have talked about. So it's been a tremendous learning experience, just making notes and then implementing, but also becoming aware of marketing online. You know, like it's just, it's eye-opening to listen to these podcasts and then see it in the wild and see other people do what you guys talk about.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so anyone listening, I want them to know a bit about you because Ewan has been, he's been on the show a couple of times. We talked about doing uh, marketing consulting. Yes. So we had a couple of those and you just kind of grilled me, asked me a ton of questions about how to actually do business as a consultant, which... You know, no one had asked me before, which was really, really fun to just be able to sit down and kind of describe how to do all the different things. And so so uh, the reason I wanted you on here is as a guest co-host was that, you know, you've been putting all this stuff into action. Right. And it, you haven't just listened to me and go, oh, wow, Tim, you know, that that's yeah. awesome. That's great. You actually went out and tested me on it. Yes, yes, you're, I did. You're like, oh, you know, you said do this. I went out and I did it and it worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the funny thing is, too, a
0: lot of this, well, not a lot, but a few things that you've been talking about uh, on this show and, and told me to do, like a lot of it, I'm just like, I'm going out and I'm doing it. Other stuff, I'm like, yeah I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I just, I'm skeptical about a few things. Uh, and so I, so that was my assumption with some of the things. And so I tested it. Um, and then all of a sudden it works, and now I'm I'm a full on level five stalker, Tim. It's just I, I can't. <laughs> it's just it works. I don't know how else to explain it, but as soon as you test something, uh, and obviously you know different testing is going to give you different results, but um, just being able to see stuff in action and seeing things happen. Um, that, that to me is, is just amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it's from this notebook, man, the notebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll have to like turn that thing into a product and sell, right, and sell right. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the sum, like note summaries or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Right. All right. Let's, let's, uh, stop the chit chat here and, yes. and let's jump into some like real stuff that people can take action on. I'm going to be doing some training in foolish university this month on profit centers, Okay. A lot of people don't really know much about profit centers, the, or they if they think they know something, it's probably around a product, like, well, my product is my profit center. But there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of profit centers inside of a business. But I want to talk about something I learned from this guy, Jay Abraham. Brilliant dude. I yeah. highly encourage anyone to go out and read his stuff, especially a book called Getting Everything You Can Out of... All that you've got—I think that's the name of it. I've—I've mm-hmm. I've recommended it several times on Foolish Adventure. It's a great—it's a great book. It—it's re- really motivating, and there's actionable things in it. It—it it changed when I first read that book. It—it it gave me a lot of, a lot of knowledge that I was able to just go out and implement yeah. with clients. And So so one of the things in there, right in the early part of the book, he talks about there's only three ways to grow a business. And those those three ways are add customers. So because you you have a certain number of customers right now, if you increase the number of customers, you increase your business. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. It's just simple logic. You know, you, more customers equals more revenue. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> right. Then, then the next one is to increase the transaction value per customer. OK. And, and that, what that means is uh, transaction value is the average dollar price that someone pays you. So okay. so with my membership site, I've got a $39 option for people who don't want um, any uh, time with me to be able to come to office hours and you know the live interaction so they can ask questions directly and then I have a $69 option which that one allows you to have access to me and I can consult with you on your business uh, each week you can come into office hours so cool if if I have, Ten uh, ten new customers, five of them get the silver option and five of them get the gold option. Uh Then my average is, what is that, 40, uh, 40 and 70, somewhere in between that is... Uh, fifty-five, right? Some, okay, something yeah. like that. Uh, somewhere yeah. in there. I can't do math in my head. So, yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get out my or on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, that's about that's about an average of fifty-five dollars. So, yeah. so that that would be the average transaction value. Okay. Uh, so if I wanted to increase the average transaction value, then it, I would want more people buying the gold membership, right? Right. So then Got that so then that would increase my average transaction value. Okay. Okay. So that's the second one, and the third one is to increase the frequency of purchase. Mm. So if you have one product that people buy one time. Yeah. Then you've got a frequency of one. Okay. That's a horrible business. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You want want customers to buy more than once because you did all the hard work to get the customer in the first place. Mm. So we, we really want them to buy more than once. So in a membership site where people are paying monthly, well, the frequency is technically 12 times a year. Okay. Okay.
0: So is, is this related to uh, a concept you talked about, uh, the lifetime value of a, of a customer? Yes. Is that related to this? Okay. Yes. Gotcha.
1: It's, it, which is very important because the longer you keep a customer the yeah. lo- and the more times they buy from you, the more valuable they become to your company.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. So so
1: these so. these are the three ways to grow a business. So so let's talk about how to actually do these different things. We'll we'll give a few examples of each, right? And yep. and we'll go we'll go from there. Sure. So, first first one being well, how do we get more customers?
0: Well, I'm assuming you're gonna to have to market more, right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's definitely one way is is yeah. doing more marketing. Maybe maybe you just haven't optimized your marketing uh, and your sales funnel yet. Mm. Yeah, that, that's okay. that's something. Or maybe you're just that person who has one product.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right right okay and yes there's a limit already to what you can put right out there because
1: get. you've got your customer and maybe that one product just doesn't reach deep enough into the marketplace huh you create another product that goes deeper into the marketplace and then maybe that that increases the number of customers that you have you've already got a marketing system you've already got a sales funnel in place
0: Well, let me ask you this then. Um, You said go deeper into the marketplace. What do you mean by that? And is it, um, if you want to get more customers, do you always have to go deeper or can you go wider?
1: I recommend going deeper first. Okay. Because, uh, and and to define what that means is like, so you've come out with an introductory product in how to do underwater basket weaving. Right. <laughs> sure, so yeah. so you've you've got this introductory product, yeah. but the majority of the people in the market are already intermediate to advanced underwater basket weavers. OK. Right. So uh, so they don't want an introductory product. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're You're only serving the beginners of that market. Mm. So what we want to do is we want to serve deeper into that market by maybe we create an advanced product for, for the people who have been doing this for a while.
0: Well, so how... See, here, here's my question then. Uh, aren't there always a larger number of beginners than there are intermediate and advanced? So like, if you were able to maybe market your introductory product better, wouldn't you be able to uh, get more Customers that way, as opposed to going after a limited number of intermediate and advanced customers. Uh,
1: for, for for the short time, that that would be true. Okay. You you would have you would have people come in, but then they would become intermediate, and then they're no longer your customer.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So okay. it, it, that's why if you don't go deeper into your market, uh, you're always going to be churning through customers. And that's, okay. that's a horrible way to build a business. Because <laughs> sure. because your lifetime value of each customer is always going to be limited.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So, all right. So you're saying, basically what you're saying is um, an easy way or one of the easiest way to uh, to get more customers is to, like you said, go deeper into the market and offer related or more advanced versions of a, of a product. Uh, and so uh, comparing like... As opposed to marketing better or marketing more or optimizing your sales funnel versus creating another product, a deeper product that goes further in, which one is easiest to implement and which one's going to get you the quickest results?
1: Oh, those those are actually two separate answers. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I, I think the easiest is to create a new product. OK, OK. The easiest thing uh, for me, anyways, is to create yeah. a brand new product. And a lot of people go go to that. They, they go to creating a new product before they go into trying to build better marketing uh, okay. instead of trying to reach their market in a better way. I think too many people don't want to do the hard work of the marketing. Mm. So so the marketing is more difficult. It's going to have the greatest long-term impact. Short, yeah. uh, short-term short impact is going to be the product. Okay. And the reason is because you get it out there faster. It, it, yeah. it has a quicker impact because a lot of times it can, it can take effect faster.
0: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. So would it make sense to start off with a deeper uh, product that goes deeper? And then um, once you have that in place, uh, should you then go back and, and try to do something about your marketing or, yes, or just not bother. Yes, I, yeah.
1: No, no, you you always need to improve your marketing. Yeah. If, absolutely. if you if you really want to grow a business, you really need to be improving your marketing. You need to be improving your sales funnel. That yeah. that's important. You must be doing those things. Cool. All Done. right. Yes. <laughs> so so like so mentioning this product thing, there's yeah. this guy, Evan Pagan. Uh, he yep. was talking about how he grew his business uh, at an event that I attended a few years back, and he uh-huh. said in that he had his ebook. So, yep. and it, and he, I think in his first year, he was able to grow his business to like a six figure business, uh, wow. a and, hundred and something thousand dollars. Wow. And he was he was like that's what he thought. Wow, you know that that's awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sign and, me up. <laughs> and then then he got advice, which was add another product. Huh. He added another product that was about three times the price of the ebook, and he ended up doubling his sales. Wow. So total you know, total revenue doubled essentially overnight after he came out with his second product. Yeah. And then he created a third product. And that uh, initially, I think, tripled his business. But then after that, they started optimizing their marketing and their sales funnel and grew the business like, like a hockey stick. You know, it was like it, yeah. just, it just went up like straight up into the sky uh, after, yeah. after that. But mm-hmm. all he did at first was just add new products. Hmm. And that grew his number of sales. So he's growing that side of it just by adding new products. Okay. Okay. There, there are diminishing returns to adding new products.
0: Yeah. When does that hit?
1: Uh, it, different for different companies. But so like your first three products, if you yeah. have a product line like Evan did with his double your dating, had the dating ebook. Then there was yeah. like the, the audio thing. And then there was the video thing. Okay. And so, with those those three things, they grew his business rapidly. Okay? okay, but then after, if he just kept making new products, it wouldn't happen. It would have diminishing returns because the people they will have purchased as far as they were going to purchase in that particular marketplace. And yeah, see, then, I was wondering about that, but and, go ahead. Yeah, and then you would end up with diminishing returns.
0: Yeah, because I and that makes sense to me too. Because I was wondering, like, how far how many times can you have one customer buy from you you know what i mean cuz like if if you start off buying that ebook and then you move on you, you pay for the audio and and then eventually also the third product like at one point and i know you said it's different from every business but I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to you know milk people too much to the point where they just kind of give up on you. You know what I mean? They just feel like you just always are always are charging them money for something.
1: Well, you, do it, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, uh, but again, it depends like on the business because some yeah. things would tap out fast. Like yeah. like with uh, Evan's business, I think they they had like the three main products and then they introduced a monthly thing. And okay. then with like the monthly thing, that was kind of tapping out their customers but then they mm-hmm. but then they're like, oh you know what if we do some live stuff And all okay. well, people uh, a bunch of people came to live things so yeah. they so they found other ways to add new products but in a way that there was additional value for them right before yeah. before essentially tapping out the market uh, yeah. where where the marketplace is like, oh you know I think we've learned enough. From, yeah. from you as long as they feel like they're continually learning from you or mm-hmm. they're continually gaining value from each product that they get that mm-hmm. that the the amount that they give you the money they give you the value they get in return is significantly greater as long as they yeah. always feel that way they'll keep yeah. buying from you
0: okay now that yeah and that I was gonna say that I'm assuming you would have to always make sure you have uh, the value proposition clearly and and that you're actually also giving a lot of value to people that way. Like you said, they feel like they're getting what they're paying is, is not nothing compared to the value they're getting.
1: Yeah. Like my, my friend and mentor, Joe Polish, I've mentioned a bunch of times what he did with his, his carpet cleaning business. You know, he's, he was teaching people how to make money as carpet cleaners and he, he had, he had customers from the very beginning of his company, Piranha Marketing. Uh, mm. the front, they bought like the very first product he ever had there and we're still buying what, what he's been doing this now 17 18 years
0: hmm. so, something wow. like
1: that 17 years so yeah. they've been customers for 17 years wow you no know, pay, <laughs> uh, paying him money for 17 years uh, uh dan Ken- incredible. yeah and dan kennedy uh, another marketing hero of mine yeah. He's been doing this whole uh, teaching marketing for ever and mm. what 20 uh, so, uh, like 30 something years now. He's <laughs> he's had some customers for that long.
0: Yeah. They That's they incredible. continue
1: to buy from him because they continually get v- uh, high value from him. Uh, they haven't mm. they haven't learned all they possibly can learn from the master, right? Mm. So they mm. so they keep coming back.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah, that so
1: so if you can do that in your business where people keep coming back because there's always greater value to be gained from you, then they'll stay a customer forever.
0: Mm. Yeah. And and that again, that's the lifetime value of a customer right there. And that's huge. All that's right. That's massive. Cool. <laughs> so so let's
1: jump on to the next one, which is the yeah. increasing the uh, transaction value. Mm. Okay. No. Uh, so, that could be just raising your price.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, so what do you mean <laughs> <need> by that? <laughs> Is it just a matter of raising the price, or because I, I feel like, like, let's say you put out an ebook uh, or a video course or, or just a product, and let's say you charge a hundred bucks. Um, like, if you want to increase a, the the price of it, I'm assuming you would need to add more value to the product itself, or can you just Increase the price without ever touching the product.
1: Okay, so so uh, <laughs> the so I want to I want to make sure that I come out very clear on this. Okay, yes. your product should be of high value to begin with.
0: Yes, absolutely. but a lot
1: of people underprice their products. Okay, okay, they they just come out at a price point that's too low. Okay. They, they undervalue what it is that they're selling. So you can raise the price if you have actually undervalued your own product okay. and, and not change the product. It's just that you increase the price because the value of it is actually greater. And How can you
0: tell, though? How can you know if your product is undervalued? Is that based on feedback you're
1: getting from people? Or of, like, it'll, it'll be feedback that you're getting from people. Yeah. And it'll be price testing. Okay. Okay, every smart company does price testing. They, yeah. you put out the thing and it's at one price, you do a split test at another price, and the one that gets you the most profit is the one that's going to be the one you pick. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so you do you do price testing. Uh, So I don't I don't want anyone listening to this thinking, oh, Tim just says raise your price and you don't even have to change your product. No, (laughs) uh, what I'm saying is if you've got a great product and you priced it too low, test a higher price to make sure that the market uh, really sees that value. If they don't let the market decide, if the market says, no, we don't want to pay this, then great. You Mm -hmm. know, you now know the true value of your product.
0: There you go. Okay. market never lies, huh? The
1: market never lies. So you you do that. Uh, So that's like the simple way of increasing transaction value Mm -hmm. is just raise the price. Because a lot of people are probably undercharging. Hmm. Like, I I don't know too many business people that I I have not ever walked in and looked at their price and said, yeah, I think it's a little too high. (laughs) I I don't think I've ever said that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I have said almost every time I've looked at a price, wow, that's really low. Right. You know, that's a bargain. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah I, see, I see the value of your product. It looks low. Have you tested a higher price? And huh. the, the answer is almost always no.
0: No. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I,
1: now I haven't tested a higher price.
0: Yeah, And I know you're huge on testing, which um, just as a side note, I've, I've become a true believer in testing as well. And I try to do it with everything I do. <laughs> it just makes sense, you know?
1: Yeah, well, because, because if you really want to know something, you have right. to test it. You have right. to get information back. You've got to get data. You, uh, you don't have any real knowledge if you don't test. Yeah. If you do something and it works, you go, ah, that must have been what I needed to do. Well, mm. you don't have any real knowledge. What you know is that under certain circumstances, the thing you did worked. Yeah. that That's all you know. You right. Don't, you probably couldn't even replicate those circumstances.
0: <laughs>
1: so you have to do testing to really understand. So that that's critically important. But let, let's, okay, so we, we said raise your price. That, that's one way of increasing the transaction value. One yep. thing that I've... I, I try to really push onto my members is, you know, bundle stuff. Okay. You, Cause I, I've got several members who are in the scrapbooking world and right. they're like always coming out with new products. And I mean, always coming <laughs> out with new products. They've got yeah. tons of stuff. If some on like a monthly basis. They've got a new product and I'm wow. like, wow, that, that's a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so how about you package that all together? Mm. And then you sell that.
0: So really quick, what if you go back then to, let's say you create two or three products to get more customers and, and one is introductory and then it goes deeper and further in. What if you bundle all those together? Is that a good idea?
1: A lot of times it is. Okay. Because cause sometimes people don't get, make it to the third product.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they,
1: they get to the second one and then for some reason they just kind of stop. Mm. And maybe they've lost uh, interest. Maybe they've gotten distracted by something else. They just never make it to the third product, and hmm. you've lost that opportunity for a sale. And you'll know by like the number of people who are buying your three, uh, all three products. Mm. So okay. if half of if half of your customers buy all the way up to the second product, but never buy the third. Uh, another 25% only buy the first product and then then we have only uh, 25% that make it all the way to the third product, buying all three. Well, okay. that means 75% of our customers are not buying all three. So right. a bundled package would probably get at least half of that 75% mm. to buy all three products. <laughs> and really indoctrinate them into your company culture. Yeah, bundling is critically important to a company. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. I, I like what you said about um, indoctrinating people into your culture. Uh, but it's it's and it's something that I've realized as I'm you know delving deeper into the marketing world and have been for the past year or so. Um, the products you have or, or what you're selling it's it's is not just a product. It, it acts as a marketing piece almost. Uh, it you know to promote you your company and and your products and in and of, of themselves it's like because uh, we've talked about this before where you have uh, you know a sales funnel and people give stuff for free to, for to sign out for an email um, and that like that ebook that they give out for free is not just you know to give value to people but it also acts as a promotional or marketing piece in and of itself
1: oh yeah look at people who are buying iPhones like when the iPhone first oh, right. came out well, the greatest marketing that was happening from, uh, for Apple was all the people going around showing all the cool stuff you could do on yeah. an iPhone. <laughs> and people yeah. were like, man, I want one of those. I don't yeah, know. I have no idea what I will do with it, but I right. want one, right? Yeah. That was great marketing because people yeah. were going around showing it and doing the indoctrination for Apple. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and that, that's, that's fantastic marketing. So yeah. let's go into the, the final one, which is increasing the frequency of transactions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, go ahead. I'm, I want to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I have questions, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: okay. So easy, easy answer to that one for information product creators. Uh, so anyone who's a content creator, one of the best ways you can go about uh, increasing frequency is to create a membership site. Okay. Because now you make one sale and you get money every month.
0: Yeah. Okay?
1: okay. What we want to do is, if you create a membership site that's monthly, then you're effectively getting—if they stay for a year, you're getting 12 purchases from that person. <laughs> so that—that's that, one way. But let's say you don't have something that can be a membership site. Mm. Say you have products. You sell mm-hmm. products. Well, I would take the Procter & Gamble approach, which is which, is sell me consumables.
0: Ah, uh, so they run out and then they have to buy new ones. Yes. Like
1: every time, you, every time your toothpaste runs out, you go, yeah. buy, you go buy more toothpaste. Why? Because yeah. you're trained to use toothpaste on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why do you think on a shampoo bottle, the instructions say shampoo, rinse, and repeat?
0: Yeah, wow. Dude, my eyes just opened. When you said now in this context, when you said the the word repeat, now it it the pieces are falling into place. <laughs> That's smart. That's really smart. Cuz <laughs> cuz they want you
1: to use more soap, more yeah. shampoo than you actually need.
0: Yeah, and just keep on doing it cuz the more you do it, the, the faster you run out and the more you got to buy.
1: So, consumables are uh, great for adding frequency but to, how can to you transactions.
0: Sorry. Yeah. But how can you make, um, let's say you sell on maybe an information product or something online. How can you make that a consumable? It it doesn't seem like it would actually work.
1: Well, uh, information products are different. That's why I said the first thing with like an information product that you would want to look into is a membership okay. site. Gotcha. Because, because yep. uh, as long as you can create new content, like, uh, you know, the, the, the go the to example on this show is the cake decorating, right? Yeah. So, so, you have your cake decorating initial training course that people buy. Well, mm-hmm. you can then have like vid, a video training series that they buy, mm-hmm. they get, they pay monthly and they get access to the new monthly training videos on how to do all these different uh, cake designs. There's, mm-hmm. there's some show called like Ace of Cakes or something. <laughs> and yeah. and the guy, I think it's like on the Food Network or something like that. The guy creates these cakes that are like sculptural, yeah, and like they they, they look all kinds of ways. Like you know, I've seen him like make a giant black scorpion out of cake and all, all sorts of stuff. So okay. so you could teach how to make each of those different sculptural cakes every month, a new one.
0: Okay. A new one. Okay. All okay. right.
1: So, so information products are easy to turn into a higher frequency thing.
0: Okay. So let me just interject here then. Uh, and I believe, uh, so if you have a newsletter, let's say, with uh, information that kind of expires, like I think Matt Paulson, who was on the show, um, he does a um, like market newsletter, right? Like the stock market newsletter, right. I think he does. Is uh-huh. that true? Yeah. So, like, that's dependent on people getting fresh information uh, on a daily or weekly basis. So, like, there's there's almost like an expiration date on the information they get. And so, uh, like, a uh, consumable version, uh, an electronic consumable version from a toothpaste would be something like that, maybe, where... People are, you know, dependent on getting the fresh information, the new information, the updated information on a daily or weekly basis. And so, you know, in order to get it, they got to stay, they got to keep the subscription going.
1: Right, right. Because if they want to stay up to date on like stocks, because, you know, the information becomes old really quick. So you won't want certain information weeks later. You're just not going to need it because the market's already changed by that time. So yeah. you you want uh, very updated stuff. So yes, that is a way to add frequency is that well, the information becomes valueless after a certain time. Mm. So you just need access to the the hottest stuff on a mm. regular on a regular basis because mm. that's where the value is is getting the new information that's valuable. The old yeah. information is no longer valuable.
0: Yeah, okay. So, all right, so frequency then for an information product would be, you know, like a membership site or maybe a paid subscription to a newsletter uh, or something, all the other stuff that we discussed that will then keep the frequency going, so to speak, and, and, and increase it uh, for a customer.
1: Right, and then, then back to the, the beginning, right, when I said, I'll yeah. oh, create more products. Yeah, because this was going to be my question, but go ahead, you're probably going to cover it. <laughs> okay, so, so if you've got one product and people buy it once... Well, then you sell a second product and then they buy that in that year. Well, the frequency is twice. Okay. Right. So you add a third product and they buy that. Well, now the frequency is now three times a year Mm. or, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just three times, right? You're tapped out at three products and then they never buy from you again. And so they're tapped out at three. So, well, how about we add a fourth and see if they buy a fourth product? And then that has just increased our frequency of transactions.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. So those, those are things that you can do.
0: All right. Uh, And then let's say you have three, four products and you know how much, so if a, if a customer buys all three or all four, uh, you know, you know the figure that that represents for you in terms of revenue. Let's just make one up. Let's say it's $2,000 altogether. Um, Once you have that um, being part of the lifetime value of a, of a customer, and you know that if you get one customer, they're probably going to spend two thousand um, dollars. Would it then make sense to go? Okay, if I can spend a hundred bucks to get uh, a customer, is that a metric you want to then use in terms for your marketing? Like, let's say how determine how much money you want to spend on your marketing to to get a customer. Is that related at all?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. The lifetime value of a customer is important to mm. knowing how much you can spend on your marketing to get a customer. Okay. Okay, so if the lifetime value of a customer is say two thousand dollars in profit. Yeah. Okay, after your expenses and stuff, and it's uh, two thousand in profit. That that way we'll keep things simple. Yeah, sure. So we know that your the lifetime value of customer is two grand. And that means we could spend all the way up to one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars to get a customer. To Mm, make one to make one dollar in profit. okay, It Wouldn't be fun, but, you know, we would still be profitable. Right. Sure. Technically, 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 we would still be profitable. Mm. So you could spend all the way up to that, which means Mm. you would be able to outspend all your competitors because most of those competitors are not even remotely going to get close to that Mm. because they just don't want to spend it. Uh, yeah. When I had my pool company, I found out that my average acquisition costs with my av- advertising and things that I was doing was $250 to get, okay. to get a brand new customer. Most of my competitors were spending under $100 to get a new <laughs> customer. Uh, so I was spending two, uh, at least two and a half times what my competitors were willing to spend to get a new customer because I knew my lifetime value of a customer was over $3,000 in profit. <laughs> so I'm there like, okay, I'm spending two fifty, and I technically could spend a lot more. What I did was uh, how much profit would I normally make in my first year of having that customer? Not even the lifetime value. Because I, I, you get into cash flow issues because yeah. – and, and we're not going to go into that in this episode because we've been going for a long time now. Right, but, right. <laughs> so you could get into cash flow issues. So I knew that I couldn't spend too much in my first year, but I wanted to spend up to – a maximum that that I could afford which was like $500 to acquire a customer. So I knew I could go up to $500 to acquire a new customer. But I hey. found that I was able to optimize my marketing and sales funnel at 250. So okay. so there was no real reason for me to go to 500.
0: Okay. All right. So you yeah, you you figured out the the good ratio there in between what you need to spend and what you wanted to make. So I have one final question for you. I, I'm going to give you a quick scenario, and then I want to ask you a question in regards to these three uh, profit centers. So let's say I have uh, a website on underwater basket weaving, and I have an ebook for forty-seven dollars. Which one of those three profit centers should I start with in order to increase uh, revenue and everything else? What should I do first?
1: Okay, you've got you've got your one product. Yeah. we'll go back to the beginning of this i would say go deeper into the market create an uh, a more uh, an intermediate product yeah and then then after that probably create an advanced product okay and sell those to your current cu- your current customers mm-hmm. then then use that money to go out and get more uh, customers go out and do more marketing yeah and that way you can get more people because now you have a product line that you can sell these new people into Okay. So they're they're not coming in to just one product. They come in, they go. Gosh, I don't need an introductory thing, and yeah. then they, and then they don't buy. Yeah. But they they come in and they go. Yeah, I, I'm at this intermediate level. I'll buy the intermediate one. Okay. Well, look. Oh, I can get the the first. I can get the first one and the intermediate bundled together. Uh, I'll buy them both. I know I don't really need the introductory one, but maybe there's something in there I don't know and I can learn something, right? So I'll okay. go ahead and buy that bundle of the first two.
0: And so th- right there, you just increase the size of your transaction then? Yes. Right. Okay.
1: So, cool. so you can't you can't do those things if you don't have more than one product.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: So the easy way is to actually create a, a small product line and, mm. you know, no more than three in, in the early days of your company, no more than three products and that way you now have a product line beginner intermediate advanced is usually the simplest way to set that up and sure. there there are other ways but we we're we're, st- we're going long here so yeah. <laughs> so that that would be the first thing then use that money to get more customers coming in now they've got more options to buy and yeah. they can go deeper with you and you can indoctrinate them into your company culture faster. Nice. So you, you <laughs> nice. can, you can do that faster because you've got enough products that you can sell to them. You, yeah, you can give them oh. a three product bundle and they're going to be happy. You're going to be happy.
0: Yeah. Done. Easy. Done. Done. Nice. Go out and implement. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. T- you know, go through, you know, put this in your notebook and take, yeah. take notes on this and then go out and start implementing this in your, in your business. So if, uh, For those who have been listening, hopefully you got a ton of value out of this. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We kind of switched things up a little bit for this one. And hopefully you got a ton of value. And until the next time,
0: enjoy your Foolish Adventure.
1: You've just listened to The
0: Foolish Adventure Show with Tim Conley. To get more straight talk about making money online and building a successful internet business, go to foolishadventure.com. There, you can opt into the Freedom File newsletter. You'll also get access to the Foolish Guide to Launching Products video training module. Over an hour and 20 minutes of business building knowledge that can generate tens of thousands of dollars for your new product. Enjoy your Foolish adventure.